Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and I just wanted to quickly preface this episode by acknowledging the very good news that our man Andrew Wiggins is now officially vaccinated and eligible for any and all games this coming season. I can't tell you how happy I am and how relieved I am on many fronts, particularly the fact that he will be there for his teammates from day one. In the long run, hey, maybe it was the money. Maybe the idea that he was going to lose out on probably more than half of his contract was the tipping point. Maybe he's just a big procrastinator. Maybe it was internal pressure, but we'll never know. And to be honest, I really don't care. It really doesn't matter to me. I don't care who changes his mind, why, whatever. I'm just glad that he's going to be able to suit up for all the home games this year. We just want him to be on the court, being that two-way wigs we grew to really, really appreciate last season because he is a hugely critical piece of this team. That being said, just wanted to let you know that this episode was actually recorded before that news was announced, but I wanted to still put it out there. We did discuss Andrew Wiggins. I wanted to put it out there for posterity and just to have something on the record about that whole odd, momentary, week-long, pseudo-dramatic episode in Golden State Warriors history. I'm joined by Vubang, and we talk about the week that was during the first week of 2021-2022 training camp. All right, enjoy. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and I am here in our very first training camp podcast episode with Vubang. What's up, Vubang? What's up? Happy media day. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> um, quite eventful, man. Uh, it's uh, I'm glad it's here, man. Like this is officially this season, right? It's always been about we've been calling it next season, but now it's like this season, and this season has already started off weird. Uh, thankfully, it's not just the Warriors; it's <laughs> other teams across the league. But the big elephant in the room is obviously Andrew Wiggins. And, you know, I just want to get to brass tacks, like a basic, basic question. Do you think the Warriors should get rid of Andrew Wiggins? The, the answer is no, but I also want to back up and sort of talk about how this is doesn't really feel like a new season. This feels like an extended third part of a three-part season, like the COVID seasons. It started in the bubble. We started having all these acid flashbacks, and somehow the Lakers won the championship. And then I don't think anybody remembers who won last year. I guess it's Milwaukee, and then this year, right? So I feel like 10 years from now, we're going to say, Oh, hey, do you remember that one time where the Lakers and then the Bucks and then Team X won the championship? Uh, it might not be an asterisk, but it's going to be a highlight in the record books where they talk about it. You know, it's also weird, man. It's like James Wiseman is in his second year, but he hasn't even been with the team for a full calendar year, you know, officially. He got drafted in November, November 20th oh, wow. or something, right? And if this were a regular type season, he would be with the team for what, about it? a year and a half or something almost uh, from draft day to like the following season. So, Oh my God, <laughs> my mind is blown. That was last November. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, like when geez. the day clay got 
hurt with the Achilles, of course. And oh also, like, not only has he been with the team for so short, he's barely played. <laughs> yeah, but now he's a vet. <laughs> he is. He is. He's like he's like uh, the old guy now. But yeah, what do you think about uh, your boy uh, Two Way Wigs, who uh, Jose called? Uh, cleverly no way wigs <laughs> i was gonna yeah i was gonna say that's a pretty easy that's a pretty uh easy nickname to come up with i'm gonna say no way because i mean we've been listening to let's trade ben simmons i guess I'll, i'm gonna ask you if you have stock do you trade at the lowest point possible um because right now i mean god bless clutch points i love clutch points i never click on that shit but <laughs> they're saying that the three players that we could trade for right now are ben simmons um joe ingles and Obi Toppin. So I'm going to ask you right now, do you want to trade? Well, then I will ask you. <laughs> <laughs> do you want 41 games of Andrew Wiggins? Probably actually fewer than 41 games because of New York. So 39 I think what games. we could do is do a three-way trade where we get Bradley Beal, somebody gets Ben Simmons, and then somebody else gets <laughs> Andrew Wiggins. But then How we get that? Bradley Beal for 39 games, right? But yeah, that's fine though. Everything will be fine next year. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is it's it's worth it to to do 41 games of Brad Beal for one year versus, you know, 82 games worth of Andrew Wiggins. I don't know, man. It's 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 hard to to process because when Wiggins talked about not getting vaxxed or doing his research whatever last season, I thought about it actually during the off season. I was like, "Oh, he's he's got to be vaxxed by now," you know. Like he, uh, they they probably resolved that. And I just find it ridiculous that it became it became known like three days <laughs> before media day that he hadn't. What I really want to talk about is the the impact of this, which is going to be hilarious, right? So we know everybody knows the rules, right? Depending on whether or not the league issues the fine or whatever it is that they're going to do. This affects the salary cap. This affects this affects his paycheck. And I know I know you mentioned this, but like we've never seen him this angry before or show any emotion. So I kind of like it. So maybe like we should just stab him with a needle, <laughs> like every before every game or something. But he's showing a lot of emotion. Like, yeah, don't worry yeah. about the money. It's mine. It's my money. It's not your problem. I mean, that's yeah, it's awesome. I love the way he's talking, but just not about vaccines. Yeah, he was very uh, KD-esque in his opening Media Day presser. It was kind of stunning, actually. And he's such a soft-spoken guy. And I don't know if you actually watched it, but it was that woman who works for uh, the Associated Press. Very, like, sounds like a very nice woman. I forgot her name, unfortunately. And she asked about, you you know, you stand to lose a lot of money. And he's like, that's my problem, not yours. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, it's a reasonable question. I mean, do we <laughs> honestly think he's going to lose that money? Who knows? I mean, it, as long as this goes, it might just make it very, very awkward. You know, like the, the, the squad, the leaders on the squad, like Andre and, and Steph are saying all the right things. But when push comes to shove, like, and they're, you know, without Clay, without Wiseman, without Wiggins, they are one in four <laughs> to start the season. Uh, how's that going to look? Steph is angry. Yeah. I mean, it's very clear. He gets agitated and he sort of nods his head a lot and keeps his mouth closed and has this look on his face like like he puckers his cheek. 
you can just tell when he's angry. He kind of like stares off into the distance a lot too. And when, when uh, he's perturbed by something. Yeah. And he said the right words, but his tone and body language, I mean, he's very diplomatic about what he said, but this is a guy who was part of promoting getting vaccinated with Dr. Fauci. He had like a, exactly. uh, whatever, like uh, IG live or live stream talking about this and to have a teammate that is unwilling and needs to do his own research must be really disappointing, especially with like everything that he's gone through in the last two years, Steph has. And now he's finally getting like the gang back together. A critical piece is not even injured. He's just like, you know, making this choice, you know, this decision, which, <clears throat> you know, Ted Cruz uh, uh, supports. And, and that that's always a bad sign. Yeah. Can we just read what he said again? It's uh, I stand with Kyrie Irving. I stand with Andrew Wiggins. I stand with Bradley Beal. I stand with Jonathan Isaac. I mean, I don't know. So what do you think the Warriors can and should do? Let's assume that nothing changes into the beginning of the season. What do you think the Warriors should do? I don't think they do anything. I don't think I don't think Andrew Wiggins is going to call their bluff. They just need he just needs that first shot. He mm-hmm. just needs one shot, I think. Or actually no, I think that's New York. In California, I think you have to do both. And so he's just going to take the Johnson and Johnson, just like yeah. all the other athletes, just like Chris Paul or whoever it was that did some people got some breakthrough cases because of uh, Johnson and Johnson, I think. Don't quote me on that in case I get sued. So you just think he's going to get it, and so you're not even worried about him starting the season? No. I mean, are you worried? I don't think – I think it's all just – I mean, this is exactly what anti-vaxxers do, right? Just like talk a lot of talk. Yeah. They, they never actually go through with stuff. I would like to think he's just going to get it. It's really interesting to hear <laughs> – to like contrast his – opening day presser with like uh, everybody else's because everybody else seems to think that he's eventually going to get it. So I don't know what makes them think that because it doesn't really seem like it outside of the fact that like, dude, it is not worth losing so much money for this silly anti-vax stance. For the same reason why Kyrie says, you know, why he was, he Skyped in or zoomed into the, his own uh, media day and said uh, he didn't want any distractions it's because these people are crazy. <laughs> right. I mean, there's yeah. no, don't, don't try to empathize with somebody who uh, is an anti-vaxxer. I wouldn't do that. So, okay. You think it's going to work out, but hypothetically, hypothetically, if he doesn't get it, what do you, what would you do if you were the Warriors? Oh man. I didn't even, I never, honestly, dude, I've never even thought of that. But you just got to sit him for the whole season. And then for the remaining games, you can't just have him spot up and show up without any practice. I mean, can you imagine if he doesn't play two games in New York or L.A. and then shows up in in Utah or Oklahoma City and wants to play? I mean, we're talking about I mean, I don't know if Avery Bradley would make the 15th slot, but Avery Bradley didn't even want to go to the bubble because of his whole family. He didn't want to give him COVID. Mm -hmm. And so do you think any of these players are going to want to play next to him? Do you want to go to work in an office (laughs) and share a cubicle? With one person who's not vaccinated? No, no. That's the thing, right? It's like we say that, oh, he'll be able to play like 30 some odd games. But can you imagine him? What kind of vibe would be when he walked in the locker room in one of these other cities and say they're fighting for like the seventh seed and he's walking in, he could have given them maybe like the fourth or third seed if he'd played all season. It would just be gone. It'd be evaporated. Like you can't just plug him in. 
uh, on days when he, you're on the road because, I mean, he might as well move out of California this season. You know what I mean? He might as well just like shack up in uh, Nevada or whatever, or wherever there's another team that they play more often. Do you think he still talks to Carl Anthony Towns? Can you imagine them having a conversation? Like literally having a conversation about this. I'd love to see it. You know, I'd love to see Carl Anthony Towns' reactions to the to Wiggins quotes, you know, former teammates. And he's lost so much from COVID and and uh Wiggins isn't taking it as seriously. Did you watch the Jordan Poole at Media Day? Uh no, I did not. He showed up with a little tiny one of those little tiny band-aids that you only get after a shot. And someone's okay. like, Did you get did you get a shot just now? And he's like no, nah, no, nah, this is this is for a tattoo. No, 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 just kidding. I got I got just got the flu shot. And he had a smile on his face. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's somebody who plays in San Francisco. <laughs> you know, yeah, let's just get yeah. those guys. Yeah, yeah. I like Jordan Poole. He's he's funny. He's very self-aware and uh, you know, I also got my flu shot. And he also said he missed all the reporters. He's like, it's so nice to see you all. I missed you. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, right? Like cuz well, cuz now like, you know, people think the world of him, right? And now they ask him good questions and he's actually playing well and he gets to interact with all these folks. Was it last year when James Wiseman was on a Zoom with reporters early on? He said, all right, love you guys. <laughs> he said something really, really, really uh, polite. And then Clay's interview was all about social justice movement, Black Lives Matter. And then Marcus Thompson was just asking everybody about how Clay is woke now. And he talked about his privilege and growing up. And we know what type of warrior players they're, who the warrior players are. They're playing in downtown San Francisco. And what I found fascinating was like watching those clips of Clay. You remember how like he wasn't much of a talker? I mean, he is actually a really good talker. You know, his thoughts and ideas were really clear. And it's not easy for someone in his position with his privilege and his upbringing to really put that out there in the moment, right? Like, I always assume Clay was somebody that was like, all right, um, I'm going to talk and about something and then I'm going to lose my train of thought or something, right? Like, that's how he always seems to be. So, um, you know, like injuries, I'm sure, have been tough for him and a lot of self-reflection, a lot of thought and a lot of like awareness of other things off the court. I think he's, he's become like a very, 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 I mean, he was always like a, a good, fun seeming dude, but he seems like, you know, kids growing up before our eyes. I don't think these guys fully appreciated living in the Bay area until uh, the protests. Um, when Juan Toscano Anderson took him around Oakland, like he mentioned that and they mentioned it multiple times. I think these guys are used to just going to clubs in downtown San Francisco in the middle of the night, which could be any city. But when you're walking through a protest in downtown Oakland, I think that's when you really feel what it's like to live in the Bay Area. And I don't think these guys fully experienced it um, until recently. Yeah, yeah. Like even Steph had a protest in like Los Altos Hills or somewhere downtown Los Altos Hills or some like uh, San Mateo City, rich suburb. At like a at like a baguette shop or something? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hockey is back and DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, 
DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, throw down $1 on any hockey game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. God, I don't think we can overestimate how having Andre Iguodala is like. I feel a lot less anxiety. It made me feel like in that corny sports fan way, it made me feel really happy to see Andre Iguodala wearing a Warriors uniform and hearing him talk about Wiseman because he was the guy that would take the second rounders under his wing, right? Like Patrick McCaw specifically. And now he actually has very, very talented first round lottery picks to kind of shed some of his uh, wisdom and experience on because he was a first round high flying lottery pick who had a lot of pressure and a lot of expectations playing behind Iverson and trying to replace Iverson eventually. Yeah, they were mentioning it. Like, this is the first time they've had lottery picks to play with. And so, you know, we've said this for a while. You know, we if all of the late first round and early second round picks that Bob Myers gets onto the team all outperform, I mean, how could we not say that would translate to lottery picks, especially with Andre Iguodala back? I didn't realize how much I missed him until I saw him. Like, it's not that, like, I feel better that he's here. I just feel relieved, which is way better. Clay Thompson hasn't played a basketball game since the last time Andre Godala suited up uh, for the Warriors. Do so you think he's noticed? Do you think he noticed that Andre Godala was gone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's probably just been texting him the whole time. They've, I'm sure they've all been talking nonstop, just based on Andre Godala making comments all the time from afar. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good for Moody, Kaminga, Wiseman. Pool, all those dudes, they'll definitely learn a lot. Man, they, the Warriors got a lot of young guys who, are, who could be really, really good. I mean, we talked about it on this podcast all summer long, but when you actually think about it, right? We talked about Kaminga, we talked about Moody nonstop. And if this were any other lottery team, the focus would be on them, right? Like, oh, let, let's see, you know, when LaMelo Ball showed up in Charlotte, right? Like everything is about him, Kate Cunningham in Detroit. But now it's like, oh yeah, I forgot these guys. Uh, when's their when's their media uh, session? You know what I mean? The Warriors have a chance to be really deep. And in the future, who knows? Maybe it's like you look at this team and wow, I can't believe they have these three, four dudes, old heads going out and then they had these three four dudes coming in at this point in time on the same team let me ask you something so i mean football is totally different because the the way that players start but in basketball traditionally don't you think that when you come in as a lottery pick to a team that has championship aspirations if you're actually good you're gonna you're gonna hit the ground running right like tim duncan and magic johnson are the best examples for this not hitting the ground running and failing completely. The worst example is is Darko Milicic, right? So coming onto the Pistons, <laughs> yeah. I, I I can't think in my head everything in between. But I mean, have you heard of a case where a player who is a lottery pick gets drafted onto a team that's really good, doesn't do well, and then moves on to a, a crappy team 
and does well because he needed the minutes. Because I think hmm. it's always going to be it's always better to play with the best players. I think it's better to play with the best players. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but I think it's better to play with the best players, especially if you're 18, 19 years old and you can slowly but surely start to learn your way. And also, Kaminga and Moody are in a good position because they have Poole and Wiseman ahead of them, right? Dudes who are their age who know a little bit more and can take some of the pressure off by being like the slightly older, younger dudes who need to contribute. And the difference between these old dudes and the other ones is they're not going to complain if the young guys are taking minutes, especially in the regular season. Like this is not Kelly Oubre fighting for minutes like last year, right? That guy wanted minutes, right? Do you think Draymond Green is going to fight for minutes during the regular season against Sacramento? No, no, no. They want these guys to take their minutes so they could be fresh. I'm really hoping for a lot of blowouts so we could see Kamingo, Wiseman, and all these guys in, in garbage time. This team is three different teams that I would love watching, right? It's a veteran team coming back to win a championship. It's literally putting together all the pieces from a 2019 championship team. It's like a reunion tour, right? And the second Mm -hmm. is a bunch of young guys, some of which who have already proven a little bit, like Jordan Poole, um, and some obviously who have not, but have a high upside. And then Looney is still 25 years old. Let's not forget that. And then the third are these redemption guys, like these injured guys that yeah. are coming back, like Clay Thompson, Otto Porter, um, Bielitsa. Oh God, no, Bielitsa. <laughs> yeah, Bielitsa. I was gonna say what's his name? Even the guy from the war, the guy the Warriors drafted. I almost said his name, the Serbianer. Nemanja. Yeah, Nemanja. <laughs> Terrible pick. In a way, I mean, you hit on something right there. As far as I know, there are no Kelly Oubre types on this team in the sense that there's somebody who is trying to get their superstar contract in their mid twenties, right? Like you, like you just said, there's people who are vets who are at the end of their primes or in the middle of their primes, whatever you want to call it, and just want to win and have gotten paid. There's the young guys who are just trying to prove themselves. And there's those other guys, right? You nailed it on the head, like Otto Porter Jr. Otto Porter Jr. Yeah. And Bielitsa are, they're basically this is the this is the dragon bender year, right? This is the last year before they get dropped off in the NBA. Right. So they're gonna fight for to play well. I don't think they'll fight to play minutes. They're gonna fight for quality minutes. Right. Because they're fighting to be worthwhile, right? Whereas like yeah. an Ubre type with somebody who is like, I think I'm a twenty five million dollar a year player. I am so gonna get League Pass just to watch Charlotte this year. I mean the yeah. I mean don't I wouldn't want to get front front row seats. <laughs> in a Hornets game, going to get hit in the hit face. The ball. But it'd be damn fun to watch, though. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I definitely got to sign up for League Pass. I really wish I still had my Charlotte Hornets uh, uh, parka from 1992. <laughs> I wish you did, too. <laughs> I don't know about you, but growing up in San Jose, the Hornets were very popular because they came out the same time as the Sharks. So we all wore teal. I don't know if that was a thing. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, I'm not a hockey guy, but for me, I was a Charlotte fan because I was a big Georgetown and UNLV fan. So when they had both Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning, they were one of my favorite teams. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a NBA Jam championship guy versus actual championships <laughs> too. So yeah, the Hornets and 
the Sonics and the Warriors are my favorite era teams from that time. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time.